Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is The Kelly Roach Show. And as I promised you all in this series, we are breaking down what I like to call the secret behind the secret. And that is the faith, the beliefs, the self-identity, the self-leadership, really that inner working of the building of a champion mind that then translates into a scalable business. And My mission is to empower more entrepreneurs to be able to cross over the seven and eight figure mark while putting faith in family first, building values-driven businesses that serve the world, that impact people in a transformational way, and empowering people to build businesses that they absolutely love. And this is why I just created the Business uh, Reinvention Playbook, because I think that people get stuck in old paradigms that no longer serve them or a singular way of thinking that maybe isn't the best way for them. And they think they have to uh, break it down or shut it down or burn it down uh, when in reality, they just need to reinvent, pivot, up-level, transform. If you haven't gotten a copy of the Reinvention Playbook, make sure you do that now. The link is in the show notes down below. But today, I really want to talk a little bit about an issue that has come up quite a bit from entrepreneurs that are in the scale process, uh, really struggling with a lot of the emotional things that you have to deal with and work through as you go through the scale process. And as I shared in the Reinvention Playbook, and as I've been talking about in the Cairo series, A lot of what prevents entrepreneurs from achieving high seven and even eight figure plus growth is not that they can't figure out the business components of it. It is the mental and emotional toll and the what I call mental plasticity to be able to deal with and handle and work through all of the non-business related things that come up every single day that really take people down and pull them out of the game completely. And that's the mental emotional stuff. And one of the reasons why I'm going so deep now into this mentorship around the mental game of becoming a champion is that business truly is simple. You generate leads, you nurture the leads, you extend an invitation, and you close a sale. But then you have all the things that come with being in close proximity of serving hundreds of customers. You have all the things that come with now being in the general public. You're advertising, you are marketing, you are out there uh, in in the world selling, live streaming, whatever it is. And the moment that you step out of your little bubble of people that know you and love you and, you know, support you like that inner cocoon and you now want to scale, you are now being exposed to the general public. And any time that you step out of that little bubble and into the the bigger stage, the world stage, right, you now are dealing with all of the projections that come along with that, right? And for a lot of entrepreneurs, they are just gobsmacked by the 
hate and the litigation and the backstabbing and the betrayal and the takedown campaigns and all of the just nasty, ridiculous insanity that comes with building a business in 2023, right? And I think that a lot of people never come back from it. I see that a lot of entrepreneurs begin to have a lot of success in their businesses. They're kind of like going along. Things are going pretty well. Um, They run into a snag, whether it be any one of those things that I just mentioned. And it's like they are never the same again, right? Because now their, their emotions are damaged, their mental game is off, and it kind of then just spirals, right? And then you see that same person a couple years later, and they're like in the exact same place, right? Maybe that's been some of you listening to this. Maybe you made it to the million dollar mark in your business, or maybe you got to 2.5 or 3 million in your business, and you've kind of just been sitting there, right? And you're like, what? Why am I staying stuck here? Why are all the tools that I have and all the intellect that I have and everything that I know, why is that not advancing me, right? And as leaders, there is so much that goes into the effectiveness of how we move an organization forward, right? And what I like to say about leaders is we're in the movie, we're watching the movie, and we're trying to lead others through the movie all at the same time. It is a tightrope, right? It is, it is a hard tightrope. And, you know, so understanding the game that you're in, which is that you're constantly solving problems. And for some people, they think that entrepreneurship is going to be an easier path than having a job. Some people think that entrepreneurship is more glamorous than having a job. Some people think that entrepreneurship is less stressful than having a job. And it is none of those things. It is more stressful. It is more work. And it is certainly less glamorous than having a job, right? There's nothing glamorous about being an entrepreneur. Now, here's the thing, right? I'll be the first person to say I've made millions of dollars as an entrepreneur. I love, love the outcome of entrepreneurship. I love all of the outcomes of entrepreneurship. I love what it's done for my family. Love the ability to build generational wealth. Love the flexibility. Love the freedom. Love all the things that come with the outcome of entrepreneurship. But I want to be brutally honest with everyone around the things that have gone in parallel with getting to those outcomes, which are all the things I mentioned earlier, the backstabbing, the betrayals, the takedown campaigns, the hate, right? It's all part of the journey because you're no longer in the bubble of dealing with all the people that love you. And oh, by the way, the most fascinating thing is that a lot of the people that will hurt you the most and that will do the most damage to you, to your brand, to your reputation, to your psyche, will be the people that once loved you the most, or so they said. They were your public advocates. They were your cheerleaders. They were the client who you know screamed from the rooftops about the amazing results that they were getting. But the moment that that relationship to them no longer feels like they have the upper hand, they don't have the the place in the relationship where they feel like they're getting more value than what they're giving, right? Or they feel like there's an incongruency or they don't like how things are going, that's going to switch real, real quick, right? And so, you know, here's the thing. I want to help you all to be able to shatter those ceilings. And I know that you can. But the first thing that we have to do is we have to raise the awareness that you are not alone and that these things 
are things that by and large, playing small is not going to allow you to escape from. I think so many entrepreneurs start to dip into levels of success. They start to experience these things and then they're like, oh, I'm just going to play small. I won't have to deal with it. Um, You know, I won't have to, you know, uh, handle all of these things. I don't want that. But the thing is, is like, unfortunately, when you deal with the public in any way, shape or form, you're, you're exposed to a certain degree, right? When you're going into business for yourself or, you know, even you can be exposed uh, working as an employee, right, for an employer and you can be, you know, put, put in a compromised position. So I want to help you to understand it's par for the course, you're not alone, and that although people will threaten you, they will do awful things, they will make you feel like your world is ending, like your reputation is forever destroyed, uh, they will intentionally try to destroy your reputation when they don't get their way or they don't like uh, how you handle something. They don't understand all of the complexities that go into the decisions that you have to make as the leader of an organization. You are going to always recover from that if you do the right things for the right reason. So you will feel in that moment completely just, um, I don't even know, uh, naked. You feel naked. You feel out of control. You feel uh, scared. You feel overwhelmed. You feel uh, worried. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to snowball out of control. All of these things are natural emotions when you're going through and dealing with hate uh, as you progress through building your public reputation. But you have to look at the bigger picture of how you can learn from and manage through these scenarios. And I want to equip you with some strategies to do that today. So number one, they always say that there's two sides of every story and then the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? Whenever you get any type of feedback, there is going to be constructive feedback and feedback that is tough to hear and hard to hear, but constructive and meaningful and useful where you can extract the good and leave the rest. There's going to be feedback that is purely hateful and emotional projections about how that person feels really about themselves, that they're just sharing their dissatisfaction in the world and kind of like vomiting all over you. And that's the kind of feedback that you need to just like allow to push to the side. And then there's going to be emotional negative feedback that maybe there's a seed of truth somewhere deep, deep down, um, but they're just maybe going about it in the wrong way, right? And, you know, in some instances, someone can approach you um, in a really negative way, and maybe it's just because there's a misunderstanding or they feel hurt or um, the way something came across, you know, wasn't uh, as helpful or uh, beneficial as it was intended to be, right? And sometimes just by having a conversation, those things are, are unpacked. Let's say it's a good customer or a previous customer that comes across with very negative and kind of hateful feedback, um, it may just be that they are not communicating effectively the concerns that they have, which may actually have a seed of truth or something beneficial within them. And by you not getting emotional, you may be able to unpack that and actually extract something meaningful and good that you can do to better the business. In other instances, you need to know when it when you just need to block the person get them out of your world as quickly as possible and move on 
right? When someone is just spewing hateful, negative, awful feedback that really and truly is not constructive in any way, shape, or form. You just need to bless and remove as quickly as possible and not read too much into it. And then I think the hardest part is when someone who you know you've really um, done well for or invested in or given a lot of yourself to um, goes and does something you know hurtful to you. And I think these are the situations that are the hardest that I think entrepreneurs have a really hard time processing and dealing with and coming back from. And, you know, I've had this happen to me so many more times. I can't even count this times. And in fact, you know, it's very interesting because I think the part that hurt the most was when someone really hurt me that I cared a lot for and about and people knew that that happened and then they chose to either do business with that person or hire that person or take that person on as a client anyway. And then later down the line, I find out that that person that did that same thing to me did that same thing to the next person. And I think it's a really interesting paradigm. And I, I, I'll give an example of something that happened recently that was very interesting. So I had um, I had an employee that we were pretty close on the verge to terminating that was really underperforming in their role. And we were, you know, probably a, a couple weeks out from terminating this person. And uh, they went into our company's HubSpot. They stole one of our clients' information and they contacted them and they said, hey, I work for someone that you really like and respect. I'd like to instead come and work for you. So of course, this person who is an eight-figure entrepreneur reached out to me immediately and was like, hey, I would never hire this person, but you should know that they're stealing your company data and contacting your clients and trying to get a job working for them. So of course, we terminated the person, which is what we were going to do anyway. But I think that really demonstrated an eight-figure CEO mindset because this person that they went to uh, saw right through the BS and was like, hell no. If you would do this to this person, obviously you would do this to me. It demonstrates a maturity, a wisdom, knowledge, expertise, someone who's kind of like been around the block a few times, right? Whereas I had a very similar situation with someone that was kind of the weakest link on the team. We were going back and forth and going back and forth. You know, should we keep the person? Should we terminate the person? It was someone actually that we liked, but they just weren't, they weren't getting it done, right? They weren't performing at the level that we needed them to. And they were the, really the weakest person on the team. And so I guess they went and connected with someone who is in my circle, um, not a client of mine, but someone who is in my circle, an acquaintance of mine um, in other associations with me and, you know, applied for a job working with them. They do exactly what we do. So they're a direct competitor. So the person is in direct violation of their non-compete, um, went, took a job working for this person, came, resigned, and then, you know, um, unfriended me online so I couldn't see that they, you know, took a job working for my direct competitor, violating their non-compete, you know. And of course, that person is a seven-figure, just barely seven-figure um, CEO. And, you know, they, of course, never came to me and said, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this person? They're applying for a job with me never reached out, you know, didn't have any concerns, they obviously will learn the hard way now that they got my weakest performer on their team. Um, they're not, you know, that's not going to facilitate their growth, but they thought they were getting a shortcut. 
right? They thought by stabbing me in the back that they were going to advance their own company, right? And so that's a seven-figure CEO mindset. And there's a huge difference, right? Because people that advance into very high levels of business, they are like, no BS, do not play games with me. They understand that if someone is working for like one of their competitors, for example, and they're about to get fired or they want to leave and they're telling them some story why, they're very skeptical, right? They're very skeptical. We actually had someone who wanted to come work for us that worked for a competitor of ours. And I was like, no, you know, because I know that if they're not succeeding there and we bring them in here, they're not going to succeed here. There is a reason. There is always a reason, right? So all I'm saying is, is you're always going to deal with this. I just found out someone that worked for me that, and I, I have endless, endless stories like this. Someone who worked for me, who started a side business while working for me and started poaching our leads and going after our clients while they worked for me for their own business, who we terminated, obviously. Then I had a client who knew I severed my relationship with them, but instead of verifying it with me, went into business with them. And the person basically almost destroyed their business, right? And, you know, this has happened to me so many times where people come back to me after the fact and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I know you, you know, you cut ties with this person and, you know, they came to work for me and they almost destroyed my business. Or, you know, I know you were in a business partnership with this person. I then went into a business partnership with this person. It was a disaster, blah, blah, blah. Maturity, people. Maturity, right? There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. And so this thing about dealing with hate and this thing about elevating into an eight or nine-figure CEO mindset, there are no shortcuts. Like if someone is, is demonstrating bad behavior working for one person, why would you think that they wouldn't demonstrate bad behavior come in working for you, right? Same thing goes with clients, right? Which is why it's so important to understand that you have to set clearer and clearer boundaries. You need to get tighter and smarter about who you let into your world. You need to be extremely decisive about the level of people that you're gonna work with in close proximity, right? Which means your business model may need to shift and evolve and elevate, right? Which is, you know, part of what the Business Reinvention Playbook is all about. If you didn't get yours already, make sure you click the link in the show notes below or DM me Kairos on Instagram. But I could tell stories for days on people that stabbed me in the back that then people that knew me, knew my character, knew my business, went and tried to take that person who they knew had hurt me so badly and either hire them or go into business with them. Or it was a client that was a raving fan of mine and then all of a sudden turned on me and then they took them on as a client and then they screwed them, right? Guys, like this is what happens in life, right? What goes around comes around, right? Some people call it karma. Some people call it energy, like all of those things. But hate will happen. People will do awful things. Hurt people hurt people. That's the bottom line. Hurt people hurt people. And the bigger your brand grows, the more exposed you will be, the more people will come into your world that either don't have good intention or maybe they just don't have great control. A lot of people I've realized it's not even that they have bad intentions. It's that they don't have good control. They don't have emotional control. They don't make strategic decisions. They make emotional decisions and not the right ones, right? 
they're not trying to hurt you. They're just trying to get what they want and, and get what they want, when they want, how they want. And you're just collateral damage, right? And so I think the most important thing to remember when you're handling hate and when you're dealing with hardship and when you're trying to equip yourself to shatter a glass ceiling and to get to the next level in your business that you've never been to before, there's a couple things that you have to understand. Number one, playing small does not mean that you are going to avoid these struggles. That's number one. Number two, it's not about you. It's not about you when you're selling. It's about the person that you're serving. It's not about you when someone's spewing hate. It's about how they feel about themselves. It's not about you. And the more you make it about you, the harder your path is going to be. The more that you make it about the people that you're here to serve, the easier and more fulfilling your path is going to be. Okay? So it's not about you. Playing small doesn't mean you're going to avoid hardship. For a lot of people, playing small creates more and more and more hardship because they're just they're locking themselves into a life where the business is completely dependent on them. And it is so devastating to business owners because they never get the creative fulfillment and the joy that comes with becoming the visionary that a lot of us that are really meant to actually be entrepreneurs, we are visionaries, we are creatives. And the only way that you can be in the visionary and creative role in your business is if you have a winning team, if you have people to support you, if you don't play small and you take the risks and you push through the mental blocks that come you know, with leadership growth, right? So it's not about you. Number three, staying humble because you've handled hate, because you've dealt with backstabbing, because you've dealt with betrayal, because of all these things. Staying humble is a beautiful thing. Keeping your feet planted on the ground, right? But there's a difference between being humble and playing small, right? Learn to stay humble while playing huge. And know and invoke and invite God to be on your side. Invite God to bless everything that you're doing. Invite him into your life and say, God, help me. Watch over me. Bless what I'm creating. Bless what I'm doing. Guide me. Order my steps. Lead me through. Help me to know your will, right? You don't have to handle it alone. And I think that's one of the things that takes people out of the game. When you feel that you have to carry the weight of hate, when you think you have to carry the weight of other people's projections, when you think that you have to carry the weight of all of these hardships by yourself, it's almost impossible. It is almost impossible to carry that weight alone. So this is where faith is such a beautiful part. That it's where it's such an important intersection of shattering that glass ceiling and going to the next level as a leader. Because for a lot of people, we can't carry it on our own. And that's why for so many people, they just never get to that next level. But for those of us that open our hearts and open our minds and understand that maybe we can't carry it alone, but with God's help and with faith and belief and trust that we can go to the next level, that we can break through to the other side and that we are, we are asking for that support and that help to not carry that weight alone, okay? So humility is a beautiful thing. Just don't allow it to make you be the turtle that pulls back in your shell, right? It's not personal. It's not even about you. Most of the time when you're dealing with hate, it has nothing to do with you. And playing small doesn't mean that you're going to avoid these struggles, these situations, okay? The, the fact that you're in business alone 
puts you in a space where you're going to handle hardships that are very deeply challenging. But the reward, the reward of contribution, the reward of having a front seat to changing people's lives, the reward of knowing that you dedicated your life to something worthy, something that is going to live on forever in the way that people and their families and their lives were changed because of you, it's all worth it. And when you're dealing with these hardships, many times it feels like it's going to go on for forever. It feels like there's never going to be relief. It feels like it's not worth it because all you feel in that moment is overwhelming pain and regret and anxiety and worry and stress. But it's just a moment. It's just a moment, right? And also get that block button ready, okay? Don't be afraid when you see someone is coming at you and it has nothing to do with you and it's not constructive in any way, shape, or form. Don't be afraid to use that block button. But also understand that many issues that come up are simply a misunderstanding and it's confused energy. You know, a lot of people that express a lot of hate towards someone or negative energy towards someone, it's actually, uh, <laughs> it's pent up like angst, jealousy, you know, it, it's like the reverse kind of emotion that's pulling something out of them that actually is not even what they would want to be or what they would want to um, show, but people confuse their own uh, feelings sometimes. And I think sometimes someone that actually secretly admires you or, um, you know, aspires to to be doing what you're doing or where you are or whatever the case, it just comes out uh, in a super twisted way. And the other tip I want to give is just uh, being cognizant of what you allow in your proximity. And I know I've talked about this multiple times. I want to bring it up again. This is part of this whole reinvention thought process is culture has changed. People have changed, right? So you may need to rethink the number of people that you have in super close proximity to you or your team. And what does that look like? And are you marrying high ticket with low ticket? And what do you really want that relationship with the market and with people to be? And, and what is your level of patience in achieving it, right? Because the more patience that you have, the more that you can afford to take your time building something um, that's a lower ticket that doesn't require as much proximity, um, but is able to create an impact. There's just so many different ways to go. But I want you to take some time after listening to this episode to really reflect on your leadership journey. And I want you to ask yourself if dealing with some of these situations that I mentioned here today have caused you to recoil a bit. Have you maybe held back from really showing up? I think a lot of CEOs hold back from the level of visibility that they truly want to create for their businesses. And they hold back from the true level of greatness that they're capable of because they have stored in their bodies the memory of some of these situations that were really difficult to deal with. And I want to challenge you today to ask yourself, where is there some healing to be done in order for you to go to the next level as the visionary CEO that you are capable of being? And what does that look like for you? Okay. And I also want you to reflect on the tips that I gave here about not taking things personally, about blessing and blocking, about understanding that a lot of times anger and 
and hate can be misdirected love. They can be misdirected as admiration. And many times, um, miscommunication can be the reason why anger or frustration happens and, and a simple conversation can unpack those things. But playing small is never the solution. But I do want to remind you that it's your business, it's your choice, and you have the freedom to make your life and your business your masterpiece. You have the freedom to build something that you absolutely love. And as an entrepreneur, you should be building something that you wake up in the morning and that you are thrilled to get out of the bed and to persist and pursue and to give your all to. And so healing from hate and letting go from taking things personally and um, not allowing it to get you playing small, but instead to keep your mind and your heart humble and stay connected to your why and your purpose and, and keep your feet planted on the ground. All of these things can help you in navigating this treacherous terrain that we call entrepreneurship. But I have so much more I want to share with you in the Kairos series. If you haven't already messaged me the word Kairos on Instagram at Kelly Roach Official, make sure you do that now so you can get all the tools, the reinvention playbook, the invitation to the three-day experience and everything that comes with it. I want you to remember that you were chosen. You are here with a purpose. You are ready to elevate. You are capable of so much more. You are worthy. You are ready. You are the one. And there's someone out there that needs you in their life, needs you in their inbox, needs you in their feed today to make that next transformation, to take that next step in their life. And you and you alone have that unique genius that you are gifted with to change the world and to impact people. And so keep in mind that all of these things that we talked about, they're par for the course. And the more that you can be aware and not totally side you know, tracked when this happens, the more that you're going to be prepared and able to deal with it, move through it, heal from it, and keep moving forward. Remember, the sky is the limit. You need to put that stake in the ground, claim your Kairos moment, lean in, and elevate up. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.